Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you once again with more biblical principles for contemporary living. You know, I've been thinking just how amazing it is that God would permit a situation to occur only to bring someone else into purpose. Many times we look at the situation that has occurred, but not realizing that it's only a setup to bring someone to the fore that they may achieve their purpose. Stay tuned and you'll see what I'm talking about in this particular message entitled, The Walls Must Fall. Getting right to it, you will observe in this two-verse text that it's constituted, both of them are constituted different to all of the preceding autobiographies that you find concerning faith previously. In other words, look at the verses from verse 2 all the way through to 30 and 31. And you will observe that many of those, if not most of them, function interrelatedly. In other words, here you, uh, you'll find the Lord talking about Abraham. And then he goes over and he starts talking about Moses. And then you start hearing about Sarah. But I thought Sarah was with Abraham. How come she's way down here now being spoken of as having faith? But when you read these two verses, what you are privileged to see is a sequential synergy or a unique way in which both of these verses concur. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, listen to it. It says, uh, and the walls of Jericho fell. Got it? And the next verse says, and, and Rahab the harlot perished not. Rahab was a citizen in Jericho. And you can't get any closer than that. She lived in the midst of this story. So I disagree with many theologians who claim that this is a side light to, watch this now, the falling of Jericho's walls. I don't see it as a side light. Side light. Or if I do, I see it a little bit differently. How different? Well, I, I believe <laughs> that the Jericho walls falling had more to do with the spotlight being put on a woman in that city who decided that I'm not going to live any longer in a doomed city. I don't see the spotlight on the walls. I see the spotlight on a woman or a person or an individual who reaches a point in life 
recognizing their state and station to the extent that I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to live under the doom any longer. I don't know all that they're going to do to us, but I want to see if I can do something of my own effort to let them know I don't want to be here. I don't want to be your enemy. So therefore, I see a, a, a sequential synergy there as, as they are put together like that. They belong together. Because she would have never been the woman that she became had not the walls fallen. Hey. Uh, so you got to understand with me, I'm saying that a lot of what God has destined us to be, God has purposed us to be, will never be realized until some walls start falling. Uh, back up. I'm trying to say that there are young people that God has destined to serve mankind and to serve community in significant ways, but then when they go to get a scholarship, they discover that the, some of the members of the scholarship committee happens to know your family, happens to know who you are and where you came from. And before you can even have your application read, it's already a no. Uh, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But, but, but it's already a no on it because they know you. And because they just, you know, don't like you. Or because your one family member somewhere down the line did something to you that messed your head up. Now you want to hold up a child that has purpose and destiny and ought to have an open door. Instead, what she finds are walls. She'll never achieve a purpose until the walls fall. Then we have some situations in our society. Don't you know we are living in a tense world. The tension is so keen until you could almost cut it. Crisis here, crisis there. All kinds of situations going on in our world. I mean, every day we're facing a new crisis. And we become so wound up, so keyed up until we can't even relate to each other in a proper manner. I'm talking about society. So then the question is, why are we facing so much tension? We're facing a lot of tension because of people's plight. Some don't have jobs. Some don't own homes. Some can't pay rent for the apartment. Some are facing this particular physical ailment and that particular. And you don't have to be old to die anymore. You don't have to be old to come down with some of these diseases that's taking folk out of here now. Because it's happening to young people as well as older. Am I right this morning? But then when they go to get treatment because they don't have all of the standing coverage, then we can't do anything for you. Walls, hindrances, opposition, anything to stop you from becoming what God has ordained you to be. I'm going to say something else, and I'm saying there's also another wall.
And it's a personal wall. It's a wall of pride. Because I don't want my friends to think that I'm going to be part of that. I don't want my friends to think that I'm concerned about my spiritual life. I don't want my buddies, my cronies, my bourgeoisie friends to know who I am, what I'm all about. So you're throwing up your own walls. But I'm grateful that I serve a God who knows how to topple walls. Uh, I say he knows how to bring walls down. We've got too many walls. The walls of segregation. Where one thinks themselves better than the other. Where there's competition. All kinds of stuff. Not satisfied with what you have, so you're always looking over, oh, over there. Say, he's talking about walls. Say, and the walls must fall. It's too late in the day now for us to be still dealing with those walls. I had to say to someone not long ago who saw me in the midst of a particular situation, they said, well, what are you doing here? I said, well, it took me a long time to get here, but I'm here. Because people have made it a campaign and a career to stop those they don't like. I didn't think, I, I wasn't expecting any amens in this section anyhow. None of us asked to come here. But if you're blessed by God to come with purpose and destiny, the rest of y'all, you may as well get out the way, because here I come. Walls will fall. Well, as always, we have three points to this message. One, her sin. Two, her scheme. And three, her status. Stay tuned and you will be further blessed through this message. But I'm so glad that like, my wife and I witnessed a stewardess one day when we were flying along. This stewardess had gotten up that morning and said, I'm making the trip to Bermuda, and then I've got to do that Bermuda run, she said. And then, now watch this now, she said, but, but I got up this morning before I left, and I said, Lord, I want you to have somebody speaking to me today somehow, some way. Let somebody bless my life, God, because I, I need a word from you. While we're flying, the woman stops and she begins to talk with us. And the more she's talking, and you know, uh, Vernon Lamb, he tends to talk a lot. So. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, he's talking. And the more he's talking, she's leaning in. And the more she, he's talking, she keeps leaning in. And she said, that's amazing. That's some of the things I was talking to God about. Hmm. I'll be right back. She went and done other things. She came back. Long story short, she want, ends up wanting us to give her, uh, give, she wanted to give us her address and wanted our address because there's something about you people. There's something about you people. You see, when you begin to walk with the Lord in the light of his word, then he sets a glory on your way. Am I right? Am I right? So then the woman is a what? Prostitute. And not only is she a prostitute, 
But there's also a wise woman. Because now she's taking care of business. She said, now I'm going to say something to you. She said, and as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts didn't melt. And many of the people even fainted or gave up because they just, it was just so mind-blowing to think of who you are. She says, now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto, what's this, my, my father's house, and give, what's this, my father's house, and give me a true token. In other words, give me a promise. Promise me that when the enemy comes in and when your, you know, war is on, that you'll make sure that my family is safe. And you go on down reading, she not only says my father's house, she says my sisters and my brothers. If you're really going to accomplish your purpose in life, you may need to know that it's not just about you. You are here only to facilitate for somebody else to get to where they need to get. I'm here only as a point of reference so that you might be able to know whatever the Lord wants to say through me to you to help you to get to where you are. But it's not about me. Neither is it about you when you kind of feel like, hey, I'm, I've got so much to give. I'm, yes, thank God. And the more you got to give is the more that people need it to be given. So what the Hebrews would say, oh, she's Zona. Or the Greeks would say, she's porn. Because those are the two words, one Hebrew, one Greek, for what we call prostitution. So as we think this through, we have to understand and appreciate that God reaches into some of the strangest places to find somebody, no matter how stained, no matter how bruised, no matter how with an ill repute, no matter how God chooses that person. So you don't have to be good for God to choose you. God's so awesome that he chooses the worst and makes the best. He takes a mess and makes a miracle. That's why we worship. That's why we praise. That's why we don't care whether you like it when we say hallelujah and when we say glory to God and when we say praise the Lord and when we clap our hands for joy. You don't know because we know. Say her sin. Like all of us, she sinned. That was her thing. But all have sinned. Ah, oh, say it loud, Pastor. Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But that's why I love him. Because when you find that you are aware as to who you are, that's why. I love it when David said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Huh? 
Lord, 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 Lord. Cleanse me from my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Oh my God, have mercy. When you think of all of that that he's done for you, why are you just sitting there looking at me? You ought to be giving him thanks right now. Say, her sin. And then we see her scheme. Her scheme is that she's going to now uh, let them show kindness to her when the time comes. So she gets a promise. Some say a vow. That says when the war starts, we're going to do it. And guess what? He, they simply say, okay, we'll do it. Okay? But now, all we're going to ask you is, you know that used to be a song like uh, years ago, Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Remember that? No, no, no. Uh, 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 and then there was another one. There was a, there was a motel in the States, Motel 6. They say, uh, we'll leave the light on for you. Hmm? These spies said to her, we'll do it, but we need to know your house. Uh, we need to know your father's house. You're not listening to me because she's no different than young people today who feel their oats and feel like I can take care of myself. I, I don't have to be under no roof, nothing with you. I'm, I'm, I don't have to have, live by your laws and your standards and your, I, I'm on my own. So she went on out because her house was not where her father's house was because she left her father's house. But even though she left her father's house, give her credit right now, she always had her family on her heart. So don't down her just because she's out there messed up and doing stuff. But just realize the inside is a better woman in there. I said there's a better woman in there. You've got to understand that she's doing this, and she's doing it because she cares about her family. And so now the woman is scheming, and she's scheming for the benefit of her family. So when the war starts, what I want you to know is I will do something. They say, well, here, take this piece of red rope. In some translations it says scarlet, scarlet red, right? Take the red rope and tie it in the window. So when we are starting to war, we see that? Your house is safe. You didn't get it, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you didn't get it. Tie, they could have said tie a green ribbon. Or blue ribbon. Huh? But a red ribbon. You know why? Because it says something about the blood. Because when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Is that all right, preacher? When I see the blood, but you got to have the blood on you. We so busy getting ourselves all neat and cute. Wait a minute. If you're not blood, if you're not blood washed, you ain't clean. You need the blood. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Say the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. Well, I sincerely trust that you have been blessed and inspired to realize that God has purpose and destiny on your life and 
that there are times when situations will occur only to bring you to the fore so that you might achieve your purpose and your destiny. The walls must fall. So until next time, and we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living. Music